This, this, this is the Cigar Authority. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. The authority on everything cigar. Respect my authority. Who got the lighter? In and out of the cigar industry with your hosts, David Garofalo. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Mr. Jonathan. He's confident, smart, witty, dynamic, a monster. And Chuck Morrison. This is a hard job. So I was working at McDonald's. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. It's the Catalina f- wine mixer. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Light him up, light him up, light him up, everybody. March 29th, 2014, broadcasting live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And I'm just back from the TAA, the Tobacconist Association of America. And wait till you see what I found while I was there. Mr. Jonathan Carney is here again. Stop calling him that. And it's Mr. Jonathan versus Mr. Jonathan today. And we'll find out who is the real Mr. Jonathan. We've already done this, and we've proven time We're doing and time it again, again we'll that see. it's me. We'll see. Round uh, three. We're going to smoke a brand new cigar, the 707, not even due out until May. We're going to smoke it here. I think it's going to be the only cigar we're going to smoke, and you'll see why. We'll take a look in the mailbag, a peek into the asylum. We'll get Debonair with Gentleman Chuck Morrison and a lot more. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 209. It's four years plus one episode deep in the Cigar Authority. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. This week, high atop Two Guys Smoke Shops headquarters in tax-free Salem, New Hampshire. And we're the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist and demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and for. Get it. Is this the U.S. headquarters? Is this, this is the world, the world, the world headquarters. The world headquarters. Uh, so, uh, you guys, put your heads together for a second. <laughs> how's, that, how's that, huh? Yeah, it's gay. It's, it's a little darker than you today, though. They, they are darker. They are almost uh, identical in every way. They well, are almost identical in every way. He doesn't wear glasses. Black shoes. He has no facial hair. Blue jeans. He does not wear cowboy boots. Identical T-shirts. How big's your belt? Who's got a bigger belt? Shaved head, wearing the headsets the same exact way. Yep. Uh, I win. I've got a bigger belt buckle. Black yeah. belt buckle with the silver uh, little thing same there. Same thing. Yep, they're, identical. They're almost identical. Which one is the real Mr. Jonathan? That's what it is. And um, who's older? I, I am older than the last time that we had this contest, though. I'm oh. one year older now. All right, so now he's caught up. Yeah. He's caught up. So Have you aged how... this year? No, I don't age. Oh. No, so there we go. <laughs> And um, we, uh, I, we, Mr. Jonathan Connie and myself, are just back from Mexico, Mexico, and uh, we were at the TAA, Tobacconist Association of America, and I saw uh, Mr. John Connie there, and he showed us a new cigar, the LFD, La Flor Dominicana 707. <coughs> the 707 TAA exclusive. And this is not coming out till May. This will be out in May, and this will be the first <coughs> time it is smoked in the United States. It's been smoked in yes. Mexico. Uh, we, we tried Mexico. this. Right. Mexico. I, uh, I did not light it up there. I said, I'll save it. I handed my cigar back, and I said, I will smoke it on the show with you. Uh, you're gracious enough to come here. But 7 by 70 
It looks even bigger than that. I mean, this looks it like it a... looks like at least a seventy-one, maybe seventy-two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's unique because I was <clears throat> I was talking to Tony Lito's son at the TAA, and he showed me the cigars, and I'm sitting here. I go, it's kind of weird. I go, how I feel about this right now. I go because it doesn't <laughs> look unrealistic. It doesn't look abnormally large oh, really? to me anymore. Because you see, I mean, we've show, smoked six by eighties on this show. Yeah, I've watched yeah. a guy smoke a hundred and twenty ring gauge before. Oh my god! And we make eight and a half inch long diggers. So I sit here and I look at it, and it should five years ago this would have been insane, absolutely nuts. Truth. How can you? I, now we look at it, and this is a monster. It's huge, but it's not the biggest thing. That I've ever yeah. smoked, I guess. It's not the biggest thing you've ever put in your mouth, I believe, is where you were going with that. <laughs> Six by 80 yeah. on the show. <laughs> yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> so it has the TAE band on the bottom of the foot. It says Lajero. It doesn't say double Lajero. But my understanding is that this is a different blend. This blend was made exclusively for the TAA. It has the Lajero bl- uh, band on it because it's based off the Lajero blend. Uh, now, it has some uh, unique tobaccos that we had just received that we've been testing. We felt the TAA was a good opportunity to bring it in. It uh, can't disclose what it is, yeah. uh, but it's a really strong, high-priming Lajero. And uh, it's, a, it's a potent, very full-flavored, very full-bodied cigar. Uh, in between our Lajero blend and double Lajero blend in terms of strength, it's, uh, I'd give it like a 9.5, or I would give double Lajero a 10. But then on the flavor profile, it's very peppery. So. Now, uh, TAA, Tobacconist Association of America, is made up of about 50 or so retailers and a handful of manufacturers that get together once a year, share information, talk about it. It's uh, supposedly some of the best retailers in the country. They hand-selected. You say supposedly. Yeah, <clears throat> not everybody's in, in A+, plus, I would imagine. I, I don't know retailers as well as uh, Mr. Connie would know. It, it tends to it tends to be a group of of the the top retailers around the yeah. country. I mean, even That's the idea I mean, there's it. there's large and there's small. There's different scales, but uh, I'd say the common denominator between the retailers is they're they're organized and self involved and focused and run their business as a business, not as a hobby. Yeah, so yeah. It's, mm. uh, it's a special group for sure. All right, so that was the idea of the group anyway. So uh, a good tasting ground for something new to see. Now this cigar is not just a um, limited to the TAA, but this is a one-time release? Uh, this is a one-time release. What, we're, uh, what we did with anything, any orders we took down at the TAA convention uh, will be what we produce. So, That's it. Uh, we, we sold about 800, so there'll be around 800 boxes uh, that are produced. That is it. So if we end up getting it in and seeing how wonderful it's selling and say, wow, this is going unbelievable, let me call him up and get some more, eh, it's not going to happen. Ding dong. You're wrong. So it's a, maybe, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting business model that you have. Yeah, because um, well, you know, and that's the difference between a um, limited release only to a group, and you can continue to buy it. And we'll talk about some of those brands that are coming out that we can continue to buy as TAA members. And then there's a limited release, one-time release that we as retailers have to take a chance. We smoke the cigar, we say, and then we try to give our best hypotheses mm. to say how there we go how much is it possible that this is going to sell and what is the magic number i should pick and it's a guess it's just an educated guess to say uh can it sell will it sell and um, and the scary thing is not every company has the ability to make a sample <coughs> that's going to produce a cigar that's the same as the sample in the future so now you're also gambling on uh, yeah, whether or not. But you're gambling with the company that you know who it is, so you say, look, Fluid Dominicana. Yeah, they, they got can it do together. It. Yeah, they can do it. You're going to give me a sample of what it is, and I'm going to receive what they showed. They, 
I've been there. I know yeah. it's not going to be an issue. Um, but the question is, is this going to sell now? You said if this was a couple of years ago, you would have said, oh, my God, that was it. I would have probably bought zero if this was a couple of years ago. They'll never sell, right. but they are going to sell. They are going to sell. And, again, I bought them and didn't even smoke the sample. <clears throat> the reason why, if I, if I smoked it, I probably would have bought less. And I say that because I know it's going to be too strong. I know it is too big of a ring gauge for me. But I'm not buying for me. I'm buying for you. Mm-hmm. I'm buying for you, the consumer. So that's Use guys. Use yeah. guys. That's who I'm buying for. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all of the cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Look at the cut on that. <clears throat> She's a butte clock. Yeah. Perfect. Wow. wow. Not bad. Me too. We, we, you know, it didn't even fit over this, but it's, it's actually it took the where exact it amount off. What I wanted to slide. <coughs> Are we saying this Perdomo cutter was made to cut the La Florida Minicana? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Could be. It, Thank it you, cer- Nick. It certainly did a good job. And I'm sure he'd be happy that that's what we're cutting the cigar with. I, I spent some time with Nick there, and he's a character, man. He is uh, he's as opinionated as you can possibly be. In a good way? I love it. I'm sure some people don't, but I actually embrace it, and uh, re- I'm refreshed by it. I like it. If you want to know what he thinks, there's no hiding. It's it's out there. That's it. He will it. let you know. <laughs> he will let you know whether it hurts his company or not. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he's one of the best. <clears throat> his wife is fantastic, yeah, too. Yeah. She, she's she exactly the same as him. Yeah, so I like it. Uh, okay, what am I using here for a lighter? You are using the Venom, and I'm using the lighter that we're giving away today. So that lighter retails for nine ninety nine. The Vertigo Venom. It's also referred to as the poor man's flat flame because it's got the... Uh, flames all in a row. Really ideal for painting a 70 ring gauge cigar. It is. Mine, not so much. This is a this is a uh, triple jet that instead of usually how triangle. they are, it's a triangle. They got it straight across, the triple jet. So actually I'm painting, those that are watching on the video thing, I'm actually painting across the cigar. And I'm using the Lotus L1000 Black. Suggested retail about 70 bucks, and this is the lighter we're going to give away in the second hour. I'm going to give away with the texting, and, and how you become part of that is you text the word cigars with an S, cigars, to 96,000, 96,000, text the word cigars to 96,000. Which now works with Sprint, by the way. I just found out that uh, I didn't Sprint. Know, I didn't know it didn't. It, w- it wasn't working with Sprint. The old number and the new number does work with Sprint. And they still want us to get a new, new number. Yes. <laughs> But we have such a good number. We That's have a, a good great number. number, by the way. Huh? That's a great number. 96,000? I'm very uncomfortable with this cigar in my mouth. <laughs> I like it. Did I just say that out loud? Not surprised. Not surprised. I'm going to be quiet for just a few minutes yeah. here. <laughs> <clears throat> now. Sure you want to be Mr. Jonathan? <laughs> I'm having second <laughs> thoughts after that last one. <laughs> Pleasant. Not too strong. Not bad. Right off the bat, Uh-oh. this is deep, deep, dark, roasted peanuts. Unbelievable. If you made peanut butter from that, it's like, boom, with just a hint of black pepper. Just a hint. 
He's not bad, it's, though. Come on. It's, it's, it's there. You know what? You want to hate it. Yeah. You want to hate it. But you can't. No, it's one of those situations where you just don't have a better alternative. Right. It's not yeah. that it's good. It's just that it's not the worst. Right. right. It's good. There's so much smoke because it's so big. It, I expected a, a, a kick right in the chest, and I didn't get it. I'm, I'm happy to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's pretty unique when you – um. I've started to focus a little more on blending and how cigars are blended. Um, the last trip we made down to the Dominican Republic in February, we talked a lot about how a cigar is produced and the way that uh, the tobaccos, like the La Herald de Visuan Seco, are uh, organized within the blend yes. to limit buildup and tar. Um, With so the place inside. <coughs> absolutely, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So our goal, Tony was talking to me about his goal when he's blending a cigar, is to kind of have it build up into the middle and then kind of decline towards the end. Uh, that way you don't have as much buildup towards the end. So if you had heavy Lajero towards the end and your cigar started to become a powerhouse at the end, that you'd have a big buildup of tar and it would be very difficult to smoke and be unenjoyable and flavor profile would be miserable. Uh, so it's kind of unique. So we should start to get it with about an inch in. Okay. Now, doesn't, and forgive me, and maybe you don't know how to answer this yet, but doesn't it make sense that you'd want the strong stuff near the end because you're going to get the buildup from that strong stuff, it burning and passing the smoke through the chamber? if the, the tough stuff is at the beginning? Well, if you continue to build throughout the entire cigar and make it very, very strong in certain blends, I mean, especially the Hero Heavy, by the time you get to end, uh, like we have a new cigar coming out called the NAS uh, in about a month. It's a Pelo de Oro Chirut Lijero Puro. So it's Lijero wrapper, Lijero filler, Pelo de Oro, and it's a Chirut. So essentially it's like a blunt. Yeah. And if you smoke that, as you'll you get die. To, uh, well, yes. When you get to the end of it, it's it's a unique way to smoke because you're you're getting to try just one part of the plant. It gives you a, a respect for when you smoke another cigar of what flavors the Lijero brings to the cigar. Hmm. But when you is get this a fluid kind of name too on to, to yeah, it? It has yeah. A, has a an alternative LFD band on it. Okay, um, and it's called NAS N period A period S. It stands for nasty as stuff. Nice. And when you smoke that towards the end, when you get back, when you get in the end of it, it builds up and it makes it difficult to smoke. So when you smoke just pure Lajero, same thing in a blend, when yeah, you're smoking yeah, yeah. it the entire way up and building into it, one, it's burning hotter so it's stronger. Yeah. Two, it starts the Lajero is very, very thick and starts to starts to tar up if you consistently are just smoking it. So it's a unique thing. Um, you know, it'd be fun to smoke something like that and then try a regular blend and identify what your, uh, you know, where the Lajero's hmm. at in the blend. Interesting. They make a nice cigar, though. As big as it is and uncomfortable as it is because it's too thick for me, um, you can just see how, how the ash is and how well yeah. it's burning and, and um, very, very nice. I but think this tastes like a <clears throat> fine Mexican peanut butter sandwich with a side Don't of do a it, Chuck. tequila. Don't touch that button. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's Mr. Jonathan also. Actually, he, he's a year older now. None of that stuff was even close to true, and he stole my peanut butter. 24-count boxes, full-bodied Lajero blend, retail price $10.50, expected late April, early May. I'm going to say go early May, folks. This is a Dominican calendar they use. It's, it's much like the calendar we have in the United States, but it's just late all the time. Yeah. So that's how I would go. Am I wrong? <laughs> you are. However, the, the Irish guys made adjustments to that time frame 
So the it's our, the uh, uh, the Dominican calendar is already accounted for. Oh, really? Yeah, so okay. We can expect late May, late April, early May. Because they told you it will be ready in February, even though we're not showing it until right. March. Yes, it is. Um, and, and, and the unique packaging that you have on it. Did you, did you see the packaging here? Mm. So uh, those that are watching uh, on screen here, it is a, instead of laying down flat like a box, imagine putting a box up on its side and then opening up in the front and top. And uh, well, that way you don't damage the cigar when yeah. you go to reach in well, and pull it Well, it's not going to take much <coughs> shelf space on the shelf this way. But how is it going to be that it's not going to fall forward? Well, the, if you're looking at it, there's actually three segments. There's a top segment. Yeah. That front segment comes up, and there's another segment that drops down in above it. So essentially half the cigars are exposed. It's something we've been working with okay. on uh, when we do larger format cigars and larger format boxes. That way, your reach, uh, that way your consumer, when they're grabbing out of the box, isn't always grabbing straight to the bottom. They can pick, you know, if the top, half of them are exposed, they're just working with the top 12 cigars. When the other half is exposed, you just drop it down, it has a logo <laughs> on it, and they're just working with the bottom 12 instead of reaching down to the box and trying to grab everything. So... So, so you understand what's happening here is they are testing with a small group of retailers, 50 retailers, good retailers that probably have POS systems, can actually sell cigars and, and be able to show and highlight it. I think it's very, very smart of, of how you guys are handling it. And they're testing some tobacco. They're testing some packaging. This is the chance to do it. And right or wrong, it's one-time release. So whatever's going to be wrong with this, they will tweak it maybe come out with this as whatever it's going to be in the future. So here's, here's a, true, a true test. The TAA is such a unique group to do it with. As you said, it's yeah. every retailer is organized in it. You know, they operate their business uh, with business in mind. It's not just a hobby that they have. And when you test something, you get true feedback on it. So there's some plans that we have in the future for possibly next year's TAA uh, where we'd have something po uh, potentially a little more permanent and then work test blends off of that. Yeah. So it's always working with the TAA. So it's a... Uh, you know, there's a lot of opportunity and there's a lot of unique things we can do with that group, and it's special to have that because you can't do that at IPCPR. Sure. Uh, yeah. You don't have the time to sit down and talk <clears> to the <throat> retailer and get feedback about a product because you're standing there. You know, you and I talked about it when we were in Mexico. Uh, when you go down to the IPCPR, it's so overwhelming uh, that the majority of the time is spent saying, oh, I'll be right with you, I'll be right with you. There's right, three people true. waiting when you're at a table. You know, are you in a hurry? Uh, no, absolutely, I'm not in a hurry. Dave, don't worry, I'll be right with you in a right. second, I swear. That explains yeah. the hug I got when I hit him the order. It was already done and ready to go. I, I get a lot of that whenever I go anyway. They <laughs> love it so much because some of the people, let me think. I've done my thinking before I, yeah. I showed up. With the exception of seeing something for the first time, we met this morning earlier, uh, me and Mr. Jonathan Barbeau. Um, Just Mr. Jonathan's fine. Yeah. He can be formal about <clears> it. And, um, it is my I, name. Here's what we had pre-planned, and here is the new items that were there, and here's how I guessed. And I did good, huh? Yeah, for you first did very time good. Out? First time. Yeah. <laughs> 46 years of the TAA. This is the 46th year of it. I've been a member maybe for 10 years or so, and um, it was a manufacturer that brought me in. At that point, the TAA was uh, really hurting. Uh, it was um, older retailers that at one time were probably great retailers, and who knows if it was passed on to generation or somebody bought the companies or what ended up happening, but it wasn't the, the cream of the crop anymore. So cleanup over the past 10 years have, have uh, really boosted that organization into something. Um, um, consumers out there that probably never heard of the TAA have been hearing about it for the past few years because we kind of got on track and got our act together, and now there's a list of 
retailers that want to be in TAA, and there's a list of manufacturers who want to get in TAA, and it's cut off, and when somebody drops off, somebody gets brought in type of thing. If somebody is not um, doing the right thing, uh, whether it be manufacturer or retailer, they're dropped out so somebody else can get in. Somehow they're going to try to keep it to be the cream of the crop. I've been uh, on the board of directors for the past few years of TAA, um, and I celebrated um, the other day on um, Wednesday um, with a few extra drinks. Uh, a lot of drinking going on at that at that event, as you can see. But I had a few extra that day because I was out. And it was like a um, little getting, personal celebration. Oh, it was like getting out of prison. Listen, and I, and I say that with, wow. with, with all happiness, but let me tell you, there's a lot of work put into um, everything. I mean, being on all these things, and you just can't put one more thing. Now, now one less thing, and maybe I can get my regular business cranking a little better. That I'll tell you, one less I, was, I was a little nervous sending you in there with basically a blank check because we didn't have huge, huge orders. It wasn't like... TAAs in the past. I think I did good. Right? I was afraid you were going to yeah. come back and just be like, yeah, I spent a million. Oh, you had me nervous. I did spend a million. <laughs> you but you were okay with, with what I spent it on. Are you going to be back next year? I, yeah, I'm going to be back as, as uh, somebody in the audience. Uh, so this was your first first year. Yeah, this was my first TAA. Uh, last year was in the Dominican Republic, and yes. I think it's returning there uh, yes. next year. So that'll be, uh, that'll be enjoyable. But this was my first time going to the TAA, and it was unique for me because – um, I've only been in my new role for about seven months, so I've been working in different areas, building a, building a sales force and a sales team. So I haven't met a lot of these retailers. Yes, um, a lot of them I have. You know, obviously we have a relationship. Yeah. Uh, but it was unique to sit down and meet people that I had not met yet. Yeah. In an environment where we could sit and talk, even if it was short, it was definitely beneficial. You know you, 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 I didn't I didn't give that any thought, and that was the most valuable thing for you to be there because you will be bumping into these people. You have to to go see every one of these people. They are the cream of the crop that's there. So uh, to be able to spend quality time, I mean, there was so much time you could spend, you know, as they went to your table and they maybe stayed for 15, 20, 30 minutes or something talking to you. That must have been great. I mean, really having the time to be able to do that because I yeah. can remember you and I meeting at the uh, at the IBCPR and it was five minutes, if that. In, in an IPCPR, you have so many other type of manufacturers involved in it and you have yeah. so many small manufacturers you get a lot of time with it, but it's you know at TAA you're dealing with your top your top yeah. in, your, uh, your top retailers. I um, mean to have a to have a moment to sit down you know dinners and uh, even you know the margarita bar and the, right. and the bloody mary bar. You have a chance to to talk and build a little bit of a relationship with everybody that you don't have in a larger setting. So yeah. it's uh, incredibly beneficial for me. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's huge for us because what what the TAA stands for is what we stand for. So it's it's a perfect marriage for us. Now, you did good. You don't have to give me numbers or anything like that, but as far as sales at a little group like that, very good? Uh, yeah, in- incredibly well. Definitely yeah. uh, definitely pays off attending and participating. And, and for us, I mean, we don't have a lot of extra things hanging around in our in our warehouse and in our factory, so we don't run a, a ton of specials. Right, right, right. Um, I mean, yeah. that's what's sometimes what specials are for, to help move through things. Sure. Uh, when you see lines go away yeah. and this is, okay, this was really cheap and inexpensive, and then there it's gone in six months. I think that was the purpose of it. Uh, so we don't have a lot of that. So for us, this is unique to have another opportunity for our best retailers to take advantage of uh, of specials that we run and you know and pass it on to uh, pass it on to their, yeah. their business and pass it on to uh, consumers. This is uh, kind of like the eighty twenty split, where the idea is that um, you do eighty percent of your business with twenty percent of your customers. 
this is the 20% of your customers all together, and you get them all together, which I think is absolutely at the best possible time, as opposed to when the IPCPR is, which is the downside of the end of the summer. This is before it starts up. This yeah. is when we want to load up, and we, we spend. I mean, we go there uh, to spend. Uh, it's not uh, just that it's a trade show. But there was something called the Dream Machine, and we're going to get into that on the, the next hour, and I'll go through some questions and things like that of how the Dream Machine works, and it's a, it's a way to uh, discuss the retailers and manufacturers and get a communication open so uh, we can talk about how to uh, make our businesses better. Um, uh, that's one part of it, which is the Dream Machine. Uh, another part of it is the trade show itself, and uh, the third part of it is the limited release products that come out just for that group. Uh, I'm going to go through them uh, quickly, <clears throat> just quickly looking at the. Well, let's let's talk real quick about what we're smoking now because <clears throat> there were people that have just okay. joined us on the chat box. We're smoking the La Florida Minicana, uh, the LFD TAA Special, which is the 707. It's a seven by seventy ring gauge. You guys are dorks. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm people, trying to be you. For people just listening on the uh, on the the uh, podcast, uh, we got Chuck and uh, Jonathan Carney going up to the camera and holding up stickers yeah, of what, yeah. what it is we're smoking. <laughs> um, this thing is an it's an absolute monster. It's a seven by seventy. I, I'm uh, not uh, offended by it. I'm offended by the size, but I'm not offended by the strength. So yet. far, I'll tell you. Well, you talk a lot. I'm yeah. getting <laughs> I'm getting into the part where it's going to be strong and uh, it's starting to kick up a little bit. And I'm wondering if this is going to be. Has the pepper a, overtaken the peanut butter? The pepper is starting to become more prevalent. And I'm going to say this may end up being one of those uh, body evacuation cigars. Look at that ash. You've got a nice tight ash, I have to say. He's working out. That's what's going He's on there. Um, okay, so let's go to break then. Whoa, whoa. whoa. No uh, a, uh, B versus C, or you want to do it after the break? Yeah, that's after the break. Oh, after the break. Okay, yeah, yeah, my yeah. bad, my bad. You know, it's all written down on your show sheet there, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You'd have to actually have to, you have to look at that. But we'll go over the new products coming out for TAA. They're, they're coming out real soon. We'll go over um, uh, Mr. Jonathan versus Mr. Jonathan. We'll go over Dream Machine questions. Uh, we got lots going on, lots, lots happening, mailbag, all kinds of stuff. We're smoking the La Fleur Dominicana. This is the 2014 limited release from TAA. And uh, we have with us the National Sales Manager for La Florida Dominicana, Mr. Jonathan. More of that when we return. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I'd like to invite you to try one of our decade cigars. This premier cigar received a 95 rating from Cigar Aficionado, one of the highest ratings ever afforded by that magazine. It's a beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with fillers from Nicaragua and Honduras. This cigar is medium to full-bodied, rich, complex, yet elegant and well-balanced. I promise you, you're going to love the decade. Try it. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Attic Out. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. <laughs> what about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? 
Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed? Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! <laughs> Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. Oh, yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up, but oh, yeah, they're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light, for there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Siri is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Siri from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. This is John McCarty. You're listening to the Cigar Authority Radio on the United Cigar Retail Radio. That's you. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, here we go. So uh, we're talking, uh, we're on the Cigar Authority, we're talking about the TAA, the Tobacconist Association of America. I know uh, a lot of consumers out there um, that, that are real cigar geeks and stuff understand the IPCPR, International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Association, which is the biggest trade organization for cigars. This is far from the biggest, but I've got to say it's probably the best. The TAA Tobacconist Association of America is a group of elite cigar retailers, uh, the best of the best. That's the idea of it, the 80-20 split. This is 20% of the retailers, but they do 80% of the business, and um, lots go on there, and the manufacturers, a lot have changed over the past few years, and it has really improved. There's, there's a waiting list for retailers to get in. There's a waiting list for manufacturers to get in, and I think it's an up-and-coming, growing type of thing, and I think it's really good and important for the, the industry to get a pulse on what's happening in the, in the industry, to know what's going on, uh, give and take, be able to sit there and, and get the information out. It doesn't happen at the other trade organizations, and this one does. And I, I think um, what happened there is going to um, resonate as the year goes on, and you'll see a lot of things that will change because the retailers are asking for it. Or, on the other hand, the manufacturers say, listen, we're having a hard time with you retailers, and we do things that we, ha- we have to do because you guys aren't doing the right thing for us. And, listen, we're not doing the right things because we just didn't know that's the right thing to do. So we didn't know what we didn't know on both sides. So that kind of stuff get, gets out there. Um, one of the main uh, things, I think, uh, is the uh, part of the special limited releases that they put out one thing is a limited-release cigar that would be 
just for the group and continue on. Uh, another part of it is a one-time release, limited release, like the one we're smoking here, the La Flor Dominicana 707. And it's like the um, 007 type of uh, look to it. And instead of the gun going across, it's a cigar. Pretty cool. It's a 7x70, obviously. And uh, it is building up in strength. Uh, it is. I stood up, and I wish I hadn't. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. Sugar, do we need sugar cubes, someone's asking? Uh, I, I'm good for now. I've sat in this office before and nearly passed out smoking one of our cigars, so it may happen again. That was your first time meeting David? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what? it was. It was my first time meeting David. <laughs> Come on. I'm sitting right in this chair, and I'm not even smoking one of our stronger cigars. So I'm sitting there, and he has a phone call. So he takes a phone call. I don't know if you remember this. I don't. He takes a phone call, and I'm smoking, I'm smoking the double press. And <clears throat> I started to feel you know, a little woozy. So I start sweating. He looks up. He goes, are you okay? And I go, no, nah, no, I'm not. And you, had, you have ginger snaps, I think. Right. So he gives me a ginger snap. I felt fine, but I was about to pass out. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I was, it was pretty much done. Wow. Yeah, I closed up shop, went and sat in my car and drank no, some water. And No kidding. Yeah. Well, I was here with Lito Gomez once when he, um, and he, he's the uh, president of La Florida Dominicana, and he had his new cigar, the LG. And it was a very unique-looking box, and he came up here, and it was early in the day once. I think he came by himself. This was before before you were there. And uh, it was early in the day, and he said, come on, we'll set up in the office, and I want you to try this. My wife's name is, is Laurie Garofalo, LG. And I said, wow, unique box. Uh, it has her initials on it. It's pretty cool. Uh, he says, oh, I'll leave you the empty box or whatever. Okay. And he says, want to have a cigar with me? And I said, Sure. I started smoking that cigar, and it was winter time, and it started getting very hot, temperature-wise in here. It felt like, and the sweat started coming, and I'm sitting talking with him, and his lips are moving, but I'm not catching all of it. Yeah, I'm start. I'm I'm getting woozy. I'm ready to go, and I'm say halfway done with the cigar, and I put the cigar down, and I said, I'm sorry. I cannot take another hit from that cigar. I'm going to blow breakfast if I go one more step. Tapping out. So he goes, no, no, that's okay. I said, I feel terrible. We're smoking. I'm smoking Alito Gomez with Lito Gomez. Wow. The first time. It's, it's brand new. It's not even out yet. I feel so terrible. No, no, that's okay. I said, oh, my God. I'm, I was shaken. Gonzo. Wow. Go, I just <clears throat> couldn't do another step. No, no, I understand. I'm like. And he's going, he's blowing out of his nose. He's going like it's nothing's going on. And I'm like, 25 years at that point in the cigar business. I'm like, <laughs> and I can't even hang. You know, I just don't have it. I can't do it. Is it is it a is it a physical tolerance you have to build up to it? I, I, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I you smoke a lot of full bodied. It's it becomes easier to do it. Absolutely. I mean, it's you build up a tolerance. I've just tried. I've gone personally, and it's week after week of just trying to push myself, and I get sick of being sick. Well, the unique thing about it for me, I smoke a lot of other cigars too. I mean, just to try what's out there. I'm a, I'm a cigar smoker as well, and um, for me, I've kind of <laughs> smoking our cigars have kind of ruined a lot of other cigars for me. They used to smoke a lot of just because it doesn't perform in the flavor profile and the body profile of that intensity level. So when you step down, it's such a huge step on certain blends. Plus, it really, to enjoy. it really is tough to match the, the level of construction that you guys have. I mean, the wrapper on this, a little toothy, but a little sheen to it. The burn, 
absolutely perfect yeah. on a 70 ring gauge. I mean, it, it would be so easy for a roller to misplace that cent- central Lajero and have this thing bowed down one side or the other. It's not so easy and for them because the quality control there is unbelievable. It's going to... The, the way they're even set up, it's different than every other factory that's set up. I mean, they're up on stage levels, right? Put your mic closer to your mouth. That's, that's what, what he's saying. trying to tell you. Yeah, I didn't want to. <laughs> I don't have enough room with the cigar. There we go, there really. Go. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're in levels so they can be seen. They can't hide behind anybody. It's pretty uh, unique. The whole Everything. I mean, the aging room is pretty unique. It's a unique environment that happens there. So there's a reason. There's a reason for what this is. Now, uh, Mr. Jonathan Carney, you typically smoke full-of-body cigars. You work full of Florida Dominicana. That's what they're known for. Can you enjoy a mild cigar? I, I do from time to time. Yeah. Uh, when I do, it's like complete opposite spectrum of, of what I normally smoke. I smoke very full, and then I smoke very, very mild cigars. Uh, personally, I'm a huge Davidoff smoker, too. Really? Um, I have a good relationship with when I was a re- uh, when I was uh, a sales rep yeah. down in the New York area uh, with the Davidoff guys down there. So I, I smoke a lot of Davidoff, and that's kind of my opposite spectrum. Okay. And it's unique because you get sim- some similar flavor profiles because it's Dominican. Because it's Dominican, yeah. And that, you know they're very you know very focused on quality control, yeah, consistency. Yeah. So yeah. for me, it's kind of that's the opposite end of the spectrum because I like Dominican tobacco. So when I want to go try something different and something a little milder with some uniqueness to it, that's kind of the direction that I go with it yeah. uh, over the last few years. I smoke a lot of Cameroon, too, yeah, because uh, it's down the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's there. So the TAA, they're coming out with new products. I'm going to give you some uh, ideas of some new things for the consumer out there to look for. Uh, as, as, we, as we're smoking the Fleur Dominicana TAA exclusive 2014, it's called the 707. It's new, limited release, and a one-time release. Another cigar coming out is the Avo Second Movement. Second Movement is going uh, potty, right? Well, I was going to go there, and I'm yeah. like oh. thinking that you're going to jump on my case no, if I did. I, and I said it to them. I, you know, European company, they're, they're uh, Swiss, and uh, I said, you know what the Second Movement is? And they said, yeah, the new Avo. And I said, no, it's when you go number two. It's... I, I am a Davidoff fan, so I'll tell you. Yeah. Have you ever heard the story about the advertising campaign they had for the clubhouse originally? So apparently they're sitting over in Switzerland and they're having this, this is meeting. the clubhouse Toro. Yeah, the, yeah, the clubhouse yeah. Toro. So they're having this meeting, and it, it they're they're they're, they're uh, saying is time beautifully beautifully Go. filled. So they yeah. wanted to take that and use it in a golf reference. So they're sitting there, and their campaign was holes beautifully filled. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> That Obviously, didn't make it into the States. It didn't make it. it into the States. I think it stayed. It didn't make the cut. Yeah. The, the interesting box, though, of that, of the oh, c- of cigar, the, the ball golf rolling, ball yeah. rolling across the, the – it. did you ever see it? No, it's got, it's got no. the dimples on it, like the, the ball actually yeah. rolled past – that's kind of cool. Uh, where it is. So they, they, their packaging is good. I mean, they're a cool company, too. Uh, Avo, second movement, I don't know. Uh, they didn't throw that at me. They just went with it. So uh, it's a second movement. Um, H. Upman <laughs> Banknote TAA um, looks like a banknote that is is on it. Um, I actually didn't smoke that cigar. I don't think I even received a sample of it or anything. Um, TAA 2014 Tatuaje. Again, no sample. I did buy it because I got a feeling it's going to go anyway. Well, the rumor is, and this is a and rumor. that's a one, and that's another just like this. It's a one time release. You're not going to uh, be able to order it a second time. You had to be there to place the order. 
and there was no sample. So it is completely a shot in the dark. Wow. The uh, rumor is that Pete was unhappy with the performance of last year's TAA. Which was a 10-year anniversary size. And he was just experimenting. And, and it essentially was his 10-year cigar with a TAA band yes. on it. And nobody was really going gaga over yeah, it. Yeah. So he went back to a similar blend to the year prior, which went like gangbusters. Yeah. And if you still have any of those cigars left... Those were exceptional. That was kettle corn popcorn. Yeah. Was that TAA. So I'm looking forward to this one. Okay. So it it should be the same. Come on. We're not even smoking that cigar. I just remember it, man. I'm going to be honest. What you were talking about briefly earlier, uh, we were saying how there's certain cigars that are, you know, good picks. I mean, Pete's had, in terms of the TAA cigars he had, I mean, it's almost a done deal that it's going to be a success for you. Yeah. You know, so Pete's. With his marketing and his cigars and the quality of the product with, that he's put together for the TAA, that's become a, a almost a required pick yes, for Yes, yes. Mm. Uh, Crown Heads. Uh, these are the people that came out with four kicks and stuff. They're new to uh, the organization, and they came out with a cigar brand called the Angel's Anvil. The Angel's Anvil. So take the first letter of each one. The T. Nice. Angel's Anvil. A-A, T-A-A. You put some thought into that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So, uh, no sample. Um, I believe we can continue to buy that. I'm not positive. Uh, but, um, man, you're just a sucker for no sample, huh? I'm yeah. i teach you an expression. No sample, no order. You, you know, this is the time of year that it actually isn't ready. That's why they don't have it. You know, by the time TAA, by the time IPCPR happens, they're ready to roll. But this is early in the year and they don't have it. Well, you wouldn't um, just do this for anyone, right? I mean, you have to no, have an existing the, relationship, the reputation that precedes the brand. I the mean, manufacturers that are there also are supposedly the cream of the crop. Okay. And, you know, the, and mo- moving in uh, is, is, a, is them because they were good enough and uh, to start making it so... Um, that's where that went. Uh, I appreciate the uh, effort into the TAA, Angel's Anvil. That and, was pretty uh, cool. So I said, okay, we'll give that a shot. My Father 2014 exclusive is a My Father cigar box pressed um, with a tweak of the blend, of the My Father blend. So we'll see what that is. And the surprise this year was a Padron 1964 Bellicoso 2014 Again, one-time release. You got to take a chance on it. It's um, you can't continue to order it. The one that exists now is the Padron 1964 Toro, and which is can, only sold. We continue to order that. Yeah, that one we can. That. Natural Amadora. We continue to order, but the only places you can get that is a TAA account. It doesn't say it on it. If you go into a store that has the uh, Padron 1964 Toro, it is a TAA account. They continue to have it. It's been two years. Yeah. And hmm. probably our best-selling. I, and um, I have, to, I have to say, when I'm craving a Padron, that's the one that I'm craving. It's a, it's a little thicker. It's got uh, – there's just some subtleties to that blend. And it's supposed to be the same, but it, I don't know how it could it, be the same it, if it's – It seems like the best one. A and, little thicker, yeah. but really, really good. Hmm. Yeah. And this one is the Bellicoso, which will be one-time release. That's it. We placed our order. We got like a hundred boxes coming or something. That's it. And uh, when they're gone, they're gone, and that's it. And then they'll make the decision if they bring that into again a perfect opportunity for somebody to try something. Yeah, test, they'll decide test if, market. if they're going to do it. So that's what they're going to test test market on it. And um, now, believe it or not, 
other manufacturers that were there see this opportunity and they're thinking for next year. I talked to them right after uh, the, the presentation happened of this, and they go, I'd like to do something next year. I'd like to do something next year. I sat on the com- committee of this as um, new products were introduced. Again, I'm off that committee too, uh, but that, that um, they'll move forward, and uh, hopefully all of this uh, – has some legs and continues to go on from there. we got some time to do uh, this day in American classic history. Absolutely. Yes, so we'll do that. Brought to you by our friends at Alec Bradley's uh, American Classic Cigars. The Battle Royale. It is. Boom, boom. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. You've heard of Epic Rap Battle, and now it's time for the Epic Battle for this day in American classic history. He's looking at you, kid. Featuring Mr. Jonathan. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Versus Chuck. Game over, man. Jonathan Carney. Making (laughs) mountains move. Morrison. Go ahead. Make my day. Brought to you by Alec Bradley. American Classic Cigars. Alec Bradley American Classic Cigars are affordably priced and inspired by cigars popular in America in the early part of the 20th century. Mild to medium body blends of specially aged Nicaraguan long filler tobaccos. Celebrate today with an Alec Bradley American Classic Cigar. Okay, this time it's going to be Mr. Jonathan versus Mr. Jonathan. B versus C. Because I'm the air here. Hole. It, yeah. This is <laughs> Mr. Jonathan Barbo versus Mr. Jonathan Carney. B versus C. And um, seeing Chuck Morrison is the uh, champion. Doesn't matter. Always. He's, he's our guest. He may go first. He will go first. Go so. Very gentlemanly. Okay. So we're going to go to Mr. Jonathan Carney. You know how it works. It's the closest date without going over. And uh, you go first. Sam Walton. Today's March 29th. Sam Walton, American businessman, founder of Walmart Sam's Club. After leaving the military, he took um, management of a variety store at the age of 26 uh, with the help from a $20,000 loan and 5000 he saved from the Army. He opened his first Walmart on July 2nd, 1962. Died in 92. Uh, his company employed at that time 380,000 people. Annual sales were over $50 billion um, with 1,735 Walmarts, 212 Sam's Club, Super Centers, and um, Sam, Wal- Sam Walton is the man when it comes to retail. He was born today. What year? 1916. 1916, he says. Uh... 1940. 1940. 1918. Wow. Very good. How, how close? How we... could he have opened it when he was 21? No. He opened up his a loan for his first store, uh, and then he opened up that. Because I did the math, and I was going to say 46. Ni- uh, well, these things, they're here to help you, but you've got to actually listen. Yeah, I did you got to pay attention. So Mr. Jonathan Connie has the first point. It's over to Mr. Jonathan Barbeau. Ellie McPherson. Mm. Do you know her? No. She was Miss Universe. She's a businesswoman, television host, model, and actress. She's most known for five cover appearances on Sports Illustrated swimsuit issues, leading her nickname, The Body. Oh, my God. I have to actually look this up while you guys are thinking what this is because I don't have a date on it. 
Wow. Wow. Good date. Mr. Jonathan, you lead, man. All right. So uh, I'm going to say that she was born in 1974. 19, she was born in 1974, you say? 1974. Okay. All right. Mr. Jonathan Carney? Well, 74, huh? What times? I love Al McPherson, by the way. I would say 1966. Okay. The answer is 1964. Oh, both over. Both over. Okay. I was going to say 61. All Should right. have gone with my gut. Okay, it goes to Mr. Jonathan Carney, Lucy Lawless. Hmm. You know her? Absolutely. All right. So she's New England, uh, a New Zealand actress and singer. Um, she was Xena the War Princess, uh, Battlestar Galactica, Telling Series, Spartacus. Born today, what year? 1969. 1969. 1978. Oh, wow. Close but over. Close but over. Mr. Jonathan Barbeau, on this day, Hulk Hogan took 11 minutes. 43 seconds to pin Andre the Giant in front of 93,136 in WrestleMania 3, the biggest indoor stadium event ever. I was there. You were? I was at the Silver Dome in Pontiac, Michigan. What year was that? 1982. 1982. 1983. 1983 will take it. It's 1987. I like uh, where you were going with that, but actually they brought in people, and I didn't have to pay to go or anything like that. It was an amazing thing, but but both over. Um, I got a great Hulk Hogan story for another time. Okay, great Hulk Hogan story. I sat with Hulk Hogan's dad at the at the game at the match. No, we got to talk about this after the break. Yeah, yeah. Sat yeah. with his dad. Yeah, we got to talk about yeah. this. Um, who is this going to, Mr. Jonathan Carney? Mr. Carney. Jonathan Carney. Today, the 61st Academy Award took place, and Rain Man with Dustin Hoffman wins for Best Picture. Charlie Babbitt, Ooh. Charlie Babbitt, Charlie Babbitt, Tom Cruise Uh-oh, discovered uh, his father had died, and a multi-million dollar estate was given to his son Raymond Dustin Hoffman, definitely. autistic savant. Definitely uh, only drive on Sundays. Definitely. He won the Academy Award today. What year was it? 1985. 1985. 1988 for two points. 1989 for Ooh. one point. Son of a. We have a tie right well, now. Well, it was finished in 88. It didn't actually debut until 89. I should get an extra half a point. You do not. We have one question left. One question left. We have a tie, ladies and gentlemen. The Beatles. This is to Mr. Jonathan Barbeau. The Beatles record records officially go on sale in Russia for the first time. In Russia. For the first time. uh, Because it was the Cold War and they didn't let anything in. So I'm going to say it was after Reagan. So I'm going to go 1989. Wow. 1989, he says. The Beatles' first record ever goes on sale in Russia. He says 1989. To not go over, I'm going to say 1964. And you're going to get a point. It's 1986. Mr. Jonathan was on it, but Mr. Connie sneaks in, gets the win. For the first time ever, beats me. This day in American classic history, March 29th, brought to you by our friends at Alec Bradley's American Classic Cigars. 
There we go. That was close. Wow. Whew. It was good. Was good match. Good match. It's not really fair. I'm inhibited by the cigar. My brain is absolutely swimming. And you're setting a record for longest ash right now. It is pretty good. Look at that thing. What is that, two inches? At least. So two inches would be the longest ash championship on a 70 ring gauge cigar? I think you can go the whole show without losing that ash. I'm hoping. He won't make it through the Hulk Hogan story over the break. Oh, I can't wait to Brother. hear that. I work for those guys on uh, Tuesday down in Boston. Can you tell the story in three minutes or less? Yeah, absolutely. So my uh, one of my best friends growing up uh, plays for the New England Patriots, uh, Matthew Mulligan. And some of you may be familiar because he, he had a YouTube video. His wife, his wife bought him a wrestling championship belt from okay. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Because we grew up huge wrestling fans. When we watch, you know, we watch UFC fights over the summer when Matt's back home, when we set up wrestling dolls. Pretty embarrassing, but yeah. do you really? Oh yeah, he has, he's got a huge collection of like stuffed animal ones, the little action figures. So we always joke around about Hulk Hogan and all these things. So his wife thought it'd be a great idea to buy him a championship belt for his birthday. So uh, Christmas, sorry for Christmas, she gets him a custom-made championship belt, and Hulk Hogan gets a hold of the fact that a guy that plays with the New England Patriots wanted a championship belt. So it happens to be going into the playoffs. So Hulk Hogan does this whole series of YouTube videos talking about Tom Brady, the Patriots, and Matthew Mulligan being the smartest man in all of football uh, because he took the time and effort to go out and get a little piece of Hulkamania. Really? Nice. nice. That's awesome. Hulkamania's going wild, folks. And he talked about the what pythons. What do, brother? When those Tom Brady's pythons come after you and Matthew Mulligan being the smartest man in, in sports. So it was, uh, it was a pretty unique thing. So it was a cool connection. That's really cool. And uh, it was fun to talk to him about it because for us, you know, it's been unique to watch him play, honestly, in the NFL because it's everybody's dreams. However, for us, it was cool to watch a professional athlete get giddy when Hulk Hogan <laughs> right. gives him a championship belt. Uh, so it was really, really unique, and it was fun. For us, it was like a dream come true as a group of friends. Really uh, awesome. You know, it's just a little piece of uh, a piece of history, and we'll have that belt now and with our wrestling dolls. And you know, you know, yeah. uh, Chuck, you must know him. Who's that, Hogan? No, the... the, the Mulligan, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Chuck is the sound man for the New England Patriots. Yeah. So he knows them. and he, I mean, this is really a friend. Yeah, yeah, I've known him. Uh, he, he was my rival in sports growing up. We lived in competing towns. And he we he obviously beat you out. <laughs> then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's uh, the real Mr. Now. Jonathan well, as far good as se- I'm concerned. Well, good segue to a new cigar coming out. Have you seen the cigar yet? I, I have, I have. I haven't seen the actual cigar. I've seen the logo. It's okay. very unique. This is the Luchador. This is a wrestling mask from the uh, Mexican wrestlers, the Luchadors, and Sam Lachia, um, Sam Lachia Cigars, is coming out with this cigar on Cinco de Mayo, May 5th. We're having the launch here at Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're bringing in the Luchador himself, professional wrestler himself, along with his it's manager. It's not Luchador. Stop thinking about food. It's Luchador. Luchador, Luchador, <laughs> supper-door, <laughs> and breakfast-ador. Food-ador. Yeah. Luchador. Um, his his wrestling manager, which is John Cena. There we go. Senior. Senior. John Cena's going to be here? Yes. yes oh, he I'm is. coming. So May 5th, you're going to uh, come here at Two Guys, and uh, we're going to do an all-day thing. We're going to have a little cigar dinner at nighttime. It's a Monday night. little cigar dinner at nighttime showing all the old wrestling clips and uh, some old stuff, not the new stuff. Uh, so if you're interested in that, it's going to be a it's going to be a cheap date. It's a Monday night. Come here with two guys, and you'll uh, we'll have some fun because that's what it's all about. You can't, you can't see me. Can't see you what? Uh, it's John, John Cena. Cena. Yeah, yeah. When you see him, go. 
Okay. You can't see me. You can wave your hand in front of your face. It's this thing right before he does his finishing move. All right. We're going to come back with uh, Hollywood uh, possibly uh, coming into uh, the place. We'll see if Hollywood's interested in uh, what we got to show and new cigars and uh, some questions that we asked the uh, retailers and the manufacturers alike uh, and lots more. Old Fart Freddy, the Aging Room, and the Tweets of the Week. That and the, the uh, mailbag and a lot more. So stick around, everybody. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop, smoking the La Flor Dominicana. And uh, you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout. And you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Keltner's A-Team to bring you Ortsak Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, draw, and price, maybe this time you should try an Ortsak Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsak, everything Castro is now backwards. Ortsak is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsak is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like. Only better. It is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsak Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsak, but you will love them. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines, consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move. This is the Cigar Authority. You're either in or you're out right now. The simple fact is, it's no laughing matter. The authority on everything cigar. It's like fishing with dynamite. In and out of the cigar industry. Are you smoking yet? This is probably the best thing that's ever happened to us. With your hosts, David Garofalo. I promise I'll do better at this job than I did on the SATs. Mr. Jonathan. I'm ready. I'm walking tall. I've been earning and burning, snapping necks, cashing checks. And Chuck Morrison. Now he's used to big group so make them feel like there's a crowd here it's time to light them up it's time for the cigar authority well if you learned anything today it won't be the truth 
And we're back. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. We're smoking LaFleur Dominicana right now. It's going to be a one-cigar show. If you take a look at the cigar, you'll understand why. And uh, with us, the real Mr. Jonathan. We're going to get Debonair with Chuck Morrison, do the opposite with Old Fart Freddy. And uh, as we peek into the asylum, I got some funny tweets of the week. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. I'll tell you, I've been smoking this thing for an hour, and I'm only halfway to the band. Yeah. Crazy. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S., and yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location this week. Hi, a top two guys smoke shop, regardless of what my copy says. Because you still haven't fixed it. <laughs> uh, two guys smoke say, shops uh, headquarters. It does. It still does. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I'm Ron Burgundy, for crying out loud. And we're the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist and demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch this mess live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and forget it on both. All right. I'm going to give you a little heads up of next week's show. Next week, April 5th, and uh, with us, um, we're going old school here. We're going to Hollywood. We're bringing in Armand Asante. He will join us, and we'll smoke cigars with him. He's got his own cigar, Oro Vivo. Vivo. Oro Vivo. And uh, you may know him from great movies such as Hoffa, uh, American Gangster. He was John Gotti in the movie Gotti, Judge Dredd, The Mambo Kings. This guy has been working for the past 30 years, it's unbelievable. He must do three movies a year. I mean, it, the list of movies is unbelievable. You'd know him if you, if you look at him. Uh, it's Amanda Sante. Look him up online uh, if you don't recognize that name. When you, look, when you see a picture of him, you'll know. From what I understand, he is an astute cigar smoker. The guy loves cigars, always did. You see him smoking cigars in a lot of his movies. That's because he really does smoke cigars. And uh, I really worried when uh, he came out with a cigar because a lot of celebrities have come out with cigars. Well, a lot of celebrities have put their name on a cigar. This is a little different. This guy really likes them, went through the blending process, went through everything of it. Uh, didn't call it the Amanda Sante cigar. He actually came out with a brand name, Oro Vivo. Vivo? Vivo. Uh, Oro Vivo, which is Italian, uh, not Spanish because he is an Italian. And this is actually a brand, nothing to do with um, the connection of Amanda Sante, but he's actually the owner of it. So he's going to be here during the day at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, and uh, we'll have him uh, on the show floor from 10 a.m. to noon at noon o'clock. At noon o'clock. At I like noon, that. Yeah. At noon, we'll bring him on the show. We'll have as long as interviews we can with him. And um, at, at, uh, at night... After closing, we're going to have an old-school Italian dinner with him. And it unfortunately, already sold out. It sold out in, in two days. But we're going to do it old-school with rigatoni and meatballs and sausages and garlic bread, cannolis, jugs of wine, old-school stuff. <coughs> so, unfortunately, that's already sold out. But come by, meet him, get a box of his cigars. He'll sign it, get a few. The, there's going to be a photographer here taking pictures with him. And you come back the next week, and the pictures will be all made up and ready for you to take. That's cool. Um, so uh, a true cigar aficionado, a true guy that loves cigars, uh, trying his stab at, um, at it. Uh, unfortunately, it's never worked before with this celebrity. We'll see if this one has any legs, and hopefully it does. Well, we're getting feedback on the chat box that people have tried it and they like it. Uh, it's a good cigar, man. I mean, It, it burns, is a good cigar. It burns well. It draws well. The flavor's there. Uh, you know, it'll be a matter of whether or not it matches up to your flavor profile, but it's medium-bodied. 
there's no reason why anyone couldn't love that cigar. What, what a smart idea to actually come up with a brand. Because Armand Asante is a brand on his own. Yes. And he's an entertainment brand. He's not a cigar brand. Right. And the, the ones that have failed have had been good cigars. Yeah. But it's just had the celebrity's brand name on it. So the consumer identifies that as, all right, this guy's trying to leverage his celebrity status and his brand as an entertainer yeah. as a cigar brand. Smart move to, uh, to actually come and up with a And a real brand. cigar smoker wouldn't end up smoking, say, a Soprano cigar. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. We would all look at it and go, okay, that's going to be a joke cigar, whether it's good or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's this is a legit cigar. You walk up, and if you didn't know the Armando Santi name, I mean, he put his name on it so small. Um, actually, Victor's name shows up on the box more than Does Armand's show up? I it does. It's, it. on the, it's on the... Um, the logo itself, it says Oravivo in big letters and underneath by Amanasanti. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, it is interesting, and um, part of, you know, we're talking about the TAA, this, this cigar we're smoking, La Flor Dominicana 707 is made just for the TAA, a one-time release, and uh, they, they come up with stuff. They're doing it to test the blend. They're doing it to test the packaging. It's, a, it's an opportunity, uh, and it's looked at. Also a part of an opportunity that happens there is something called the Dream Machine. And I've been honored for the past couple of years to be the presenter of the Dream Machine. You're the MC. The MC or whatever you want to call it. I come up with the questions. I come up with the um, conversations and, and things that, uh, that Topics. happen. Yeah, you, you were there through, through the whole presentation of it. Absolutely. How did he do? I participated in it. Fantastic. So you don't have to say that. The order's already no, in. No, it, to be no honest. It's, it, it's good because it, Dave asks a lot of questions that uh, that people don't always want to answer truthfully, and yeah. that you some questions are did he hold are people to get to the information fire. Uh, to an extent, but some questions are there to get information that you're looking at. Some questions are there to see if people are telling the truth. Yeah, yeah. the way I look at it. Yeah. So I, I follow Dinesh D'Souza. Dinesh D'Souza is a writer, director, and producer of the movie. 2016 on the Obama film uh, that was out. He has a new movie come out, America. This is uh, an Indian-born um, U.S. citizen now. Uh, loves his country. Very, very smart. Harvard-educated. You know, real brain. Um, I, w- I was lucky enough to uh, at the cocktail party talk to him for about a half hour beforehand um, of his thoughts and feelings and things like that. And then he got up and he explained to everybody um, and, and tried to put it into our industry, you know, thoughts of what people think of um, Americans and what has happened in the United States over the past, I would say, since Obama's been in office, the feeling of uh, successful people, for instance. Um, you know, you remember the, the two percenters and all the stuff that happened there, that actually successful people are looked down upon in the United States right now. And um, people hate successful people. They hate rich people. Uh, rich people usually are rich because they're successful. That's what ends up doing. If you hit the lottery, it's a different story. Uh, but somebody that worked hard their whole life and ended up acquiring uh, wealth uh, is looked upon badly. Well, in the cigar industry, we cigar smokers are actually looked upon badly. Not just um, the smell of our smoke as we're smoking it are looked upon, but the people themselves. So, therefore, cigars are looked at badly. And a question that I had said to him is, uh, I see that, I believe it. It's, it's the big shot tycoon, um, the fat cat, um, the, the banker with the cigar in his hand. And this is what cigars are looked upon Laughing as. while he's counting his money. Yeah, yeah. This is who cigar smokers are. And it couldn't be more 
further from the truth. One of the questions is, um, your biggest customers, retailers, who are your biggest customers? And it's the working stiff. You know, the guy that um, has some disposable income and chooses to buy great cigars because that's what he can afford. He can't afford the Learjet. He can't afford um, the yacht, but he can afford a $20 cigar. Well, let's face it. The millionaire next door really doesn't have all that much money. He's the guy that goes to work every single day. He works seven days a week like you do. You know, he's out there working his balls off. And his one little vacation ends up being his $10, $15 cigar. He has a day. And that's it. That's the luxury he allows himself. Right. To put his kids through college, give them a better life. He grew up poor. Yeah. Now, you know, we were talking about sports athletes earlier. And my question to to Dinesh was um, an athlete who makes a million dollars – a game, you know, makes a um, um, a musician that uh, maybe takes the opposite and is against a rich person also that makes million dollars every time they do a concert and they do one after the other. Uh, movie actors who make millions and millions of dollars, they seem to take the other side and nobody looks upon as them as the fat cat rich person. They're okay. Mm. Why is it that they're okay and, and we who actually earned it, and not that they don't even earn it either, but we don't make a million dollars a day. Uh, we have to work, build many, many years to get to that point before we, we get there. Uh, and they can do it in one prize fight, you know, or something like that. Yeah. How come that's okay? And, uh, he's, you know, he really didn't have an answer. He goes, wow, that is very, very interesting. I don't know where to go with that. Uh, why is that? Why? He, he had some really unique views. I, I really liked his movie because a lot of people look at him as a Obama basher, and he's truly not. Uh, it's all fact-based. Right. He just he, he talks about concepts and reasons why people do things. So when he goes when he talks about Obama in 2016, a lot of people looked at it as oh this is a bash. If you actually watch the movie, he never says anything bad about him. He just says the reason he feels this way mm-hmm. was his upbringing, his education, the way he did these things, these his mentality and the way he's his values and his morals yeah. and his decision making is based off of how he was brought up and his educational path. Yeah. So. You know, his his philosophy is really unique. Uh, he took both guy. sides. Yeah, he, he would, take, yeah, he, he would argue with himself and yeah. say this and then say that. And but yeah. then he, with those arguments, he comes to reality. This is why these things happen. And what he's embraced is the American dream and loving the United States of America and yes. what it stands for. Because he didn't have that in India. So he he's taken that and it's very unique because he says this country is founded on this and this. Why has this changed? Yeah. Because of the leadership. Now, Obama is not a horrible human being. But he wasn't – his values aren't founded on the American dream. Right, right. Yeah. So it ends up changing. So he has a new movie coming out. He was um, kind of showcasing that a little bit. It's called America, and uh, we'll look for that coming out real soon. What was his presence there at TAA? Like, why was he there? He was a guest speaker before me. He went on, and then I went on after he him. He was basically warming up the crowd for Warming David. up the crowd for me, yes. No, uh, they, they have a guest speaker each time, and, yeah. you know, sometimes it's on social media, and it's on different things, you know, to help business and whatever it is. And uh, Was this know, thing all about the, the perception of cigar smokers? Was that like... That was his hook of, this is who he is, and how does he do it? And he's not a cigar smoker, and he doesn't know cigar smoking, but he... He studied before he got in and said, you know, what is the perception of a cigar smoker? And it's negative. The longest ash contest is over, by the way. Yes. I just ashed all over myself. That was like a three and a half inch uh, ash there. And it's a mess. It's a mess. How are we holding out with this uh, La Florida Dominicana? I'm going to try to make this a two cigar show. So my. (laughs) Oh, this is definitely going at least two hours. Yeah. On camera. I mean. Yeah. 
I'm doing a lot of talking. I'm, uh, you know, I, I can probably go three hours with it's this. It's really not as strong as you said it was going to be. It is strong. You're also smoking a lot more LaFleur lately. So yeah, maybe we're adapting maybe together that's at the what same it is. time. Maybe huh? that's what it is. But to bring it back to the guest speaker, I mean, what he talked about and how he brought it towards the uh, – the cigar industry was really unique. His point of view on a lot of things were uh, very insightful. And I went up to him <laughs> after and said, you know, I just wanted to meet him because my, my family really enjoyed what he's done, and I enjoy listening to him. And I said, I go, I go, I really appreciate what you're doing. I go, because it's opening up people's eyes because you're asking the right questions. Yes. You're not mm. just providing answers, but you're asking questions that other people aren't asking or other people are trying to identify are the questions that need to be asked. Because yeah. somebody asked him, who are you supporting in the next election? He goes, well, I, I make it a point not to really support anything. It's not because I don't think there's people I like. He goes, I just don't think there's been the right person put in place yet by either party for me to make a decision on yeah. that. So he's asking himself and making people ask the right questions. Whoever it is that is going to be running against uh, Hillary probably should uh, listen to him and uh, – hear what he has to say and, and the thoughts on both sides. They should hire him. Well, Ronald Reagan did. Oh, Ronald, really? Yes, he did. Ronald Reagan did. The best. Man. Yeah. He was my favorite president. So uh, is it something to do with him? Uh, you know, there's a connection anyway. And it was it was very, very interesting. And um, there, there was no agenda one side or the other. The guy said, this is the way people think, and this is why they think the way it is. This is the way the United States was. This is the way it is. It was pretty awesome. So after that, i got to go on. So it's called a dream machine. The idea of the dream machine is everybody's got a handheld device that they can answer, and nobody knows how they answer. So the, the idea is to answer as truthfully as possible. And we're going to ask some interesting questions to manufacturers. They're going to ask about their business and how it goes. And it all gets mixed in with the other people and will give a percentage or whatever, but show nobody uh, separately. I can't even see how somebody uh, voted. And I have the machine in front of me. You can't see it. all gets all mixed in there. Yeah. And I let them know that, so please answer correctly. Because if you, if you, uh, you know. Try to no, skew the data. Yeah, it's not helping anybody. Yeah. It, it, it becomes crap. The data's crap if you don't tell the truth. So a couple times I had to say, you know, I don't believe you guys are telling the truth. Please. It's, it's very important. Uh, because that's not Did correct. you mention uh, Jonathan Carney by name when you said that, by any chance? I did not. I did not. I <laughs> called, called nobody, him. I called nobody called out, out. But the, there's, there's microphones that go around the audience as I'm going, and they interrupt me as it's going on and see if I'm, if I'm not going in the right direction or whatever. Disagree with me, agree with me, uh, or I'm asking questions. What do you retailers do? Um, if you have such and such a problem, I'll give you some questions. I'm asking uh, manufacturers if their uh, sales were up or down. Again, we had a group of the best manufacturers, and the majority were up last year, which is good. Uh, the industry was slightly down, and the so the cream rises hmm. to the top is how I took out of it. The same thing happened with the retailers that were there. The majority were up. It's the cream rises to the top is what I see there, uh, knowing that overall sales were slightly down. Uh, his would happen. Now, why could that be? Because price increases. So maybe business was down, but price increases brought you up, whatever. Now, how about profits? You know, um, Margins, yeah. Yeah. How about private label brands? Are you bringing that in? Are you, uh, are you selling mostly single sticks as opposed to full boxes of cigars? Where we, we realize the online problem that's happening and, and ruining and killing 
the local brick-and-mortar store, which we don't want to see happen. Uh, believe me, even if you're buying online, those that are listening, as your brick-and-mortar store goes out of business, the prices will end up rising when it comes online and you will lose the brick-and-mortar store. That's what the, the big box thing is all about, to actually acquire the customer, put the retailer out of business, and then raise the prices. And this continue. you know, we brought up Sam Walton earlier as his birthday. That's what ends up happening in a town, that the optometrist can't compete with the Walmart's glasses, yeah. and he goes out of business. And then when he's out of business, the price can go back up and... You know, it, it's a kind of brutal type of business, and this is what we're in right now. So I strongly say, as I do all the time, support your local brick-and-mortar retailer. You want a place to go. You want them to stay in business. He's important to you. You love a place like that. I certainly do. So you go there and you support them. You do not do rule number one, bring a cigar into a cigar shop. Did that come up? Yes, of course it came up. And which ways we can compete? Listen, we as retailers feel terrible going up to somebody and tell them not to do something. It's a, it's, a, it's a very, very odd situation while it's happening, and you don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. You don't want to embarrass the guy. You don't want this, this kind of conduct to continue. Yeah. Um, and you don't want it to turn into an argument in front of other people, too. The people who listen to the Cigar Authority have heard it, and I know you understand it, and you know better, but everybody doesn't do it. So if you are in a cigar shop and you see somebody else doing the wrong thing, you could just tap them on the shoulder or something, or whisper in their ear and say, this is not correct. You know, this yeah. is not a gentleman thing to do. This is um, wrong, and please, jeez. Remember the signs you had kind of made up as yeah. like, you know, B- what, what I no think, BYOC. What I think might work, and we've done this on the show, Mr. Jonathan's, is kind of like what a— What the? Mr. Jonathan's. Keeping a PC. Yeah. Is, is like a Ten Commandments, right? Yeah. But instead of just one sign that said BYOC, for example, you yeah. could have like the Ten Commandments. So the other rules that go along with etiquette for yeah. cigar retailers. So that yeah. way it may be not be as abrasive. We should blow it up to be life but it, size. But that should go to all the retailers. So they have this kind of like even on their front door. So when someone walks in, because what I'm seeing amongst my friends from my role here on the Cigar Authority is introducing cigars to a lot of my friends that had never before smoked them, and now they're coming on board. Yeah. And they have questions as a newbie, and, and maybe that's not immediately known, where if there's like a Ten Commandments for someone walking in right there in their face, in addition to BYOC, because there's other commandments that go along with it. Yeah. Cutters, lighters, having your own equipment. Right. If that is... I gotcha. Yeah. That, that could know, be a little have bit... Have the whole etiquette thing, and they, they maybe they get the little pamphlet in their bag yeah. all the time, and... You know, over and over and over, and a year from now, it's starting to catch on. I, I hear you. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. Uh, we talked about um, magazine ratings. Do they help or hurt uh, the, the manufacturer? You saw in Cigar Aficionado that they rated a Cuban cigar, um, the Monte Cristo number no. 2, as the number one cigar of the year. Did that hurt all, all the retailers there? Fidel Castro wasn't in the room, so uh, it, does it hurt all those retailers? It hurt everybody with the exception of one. And I actually came right out, and I said, I don't know if this is PC to ask, but the people from Altadas who have Monte Cristo number two in a Dominican version, um, did you see an increase in business? And they said, hell yeah. It has nothing to do with the other cigar, but it's the ignorance of the consumer that say, oh, it's the same name of what it is, and it actually grew their business. So that could be possibly a reason why it ends up being number one, because... It's no secret they advertise. That was a unique question for me, though, because I, I think a lot of people answered this. Does it affect your business? And they said no. And absolutely it affects your business because if we had the cigar of the year, 
your business would go up significantly. Yeah. So yeah. us, the opportunity cost lost yeah, because yeah, yeah. that one wasn't number one. Yeah, yeah. It definitely affects your business. Absolutely, my yeah. opinion. But is it, that was that was one of the more interesting questions you yeah. asked, and the results were unique with that. Then we brought up um, the other media. Uh, and, you know, people look at, like, a cigar aficionado as, listen, they, they were the first in the thing. They certainly helped uh, retailers. They helped the manufacturers. I was there in 92 when it happened. Uh, it was a shot in the arm for our industry, and we can never take that away from Cigar Aficionado, a classy publication that uh, is uh, the right thing for our industry because that's who we are. And um, since then, a lot has changed. The Internet and um, shows like this, the bloggers that are out there, um, what do we feel about them? Are they influencing? Um, you know, somebody listening to the show and we're smoking this new cigar that's going to come out. Will this influence you, the cigar buyer, in any way? Does it have any influence uh, to you, to your employees who influence your customers, uh, to the owners of the store, and to the consumers directed? Does that have, have anything to do with it? And the... Um, the consensus seemed to be more no than yes. And I, I, I said, I think it's the wrong answer. I think I may be a year or so ahead of the pack here, understanding that it is, but I see it. I see that it has a big influence. I know that there's good bloggers out there. There's good and bad and everything. There are good uh, bloggers that are out there that are doing the right thing. And I know from people coming in here, I, I work the floor, not always, but I work the floor. You work it more often than I do. They come in and ask for an oddball type of thing that maybe was not never in Cigar Aficionado. Well, how did they learn about that? They learned it from the, from the bloggers right. that are getting these type of disinformation out there. And these, these people are cigar geeks that are doing it for the sheer enjoyment and love of this industry. And they have to be looked at, uh, upon as positively also. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't get it. I, I um, kept going on the subject until I was asked to actually get off the subject. And I said, uh, my closing statement was, I think I'm a year ahead of you folks. Listen to what I said and stop paying attention because you don't see it. And I want you to understand it because I think it's important. So I hope the manufacturers heard. I hope the retailers heard. I Listen, the reason why we do this is to educate yeah. the consumers. I mean, we goof around and, and all that, but, I mean, the bottom line of what the, uh, the Cigar Authority was put here is to help educate of stuff that isn't necessarily on the magazines that were out there. Um, the the, the uh, manufacturers said the best way to get the word out about their cigars were the retailers. I believe that to be true. You can only launch a cigar brand in a retail establishment. The only time a cigar gets to the discount mail order people is after the cigar brand has been built. It has been tasted, it has been tried, events have happened, and then and only then do these discount mail order companies want the brand. The only reason why they want the brand now is a tool to get the customer. Now, they have customers on Brand X um, that's out there because all the events and promotions have happened on it. We don't want it when it gets done. We want it after people have tried it. It's happening. Now, we're going to offer it at a better price than they do because we don't have the labor cost. We do not have the, uh, Overhead, the store, the, the, the seating, seating area, the ventilation system, the cost. thing. So we can offer it cheaper, and we can take that customer away from them. And it's being, being used against us, the brick-and-mortar retailer, who helped do it. 
the manufacturer. Why do they do it? Because they write big checks to them to, in order to do it. And the circle has been going on, and we can go through it. All these things could go on for hours and hours. I only get. A can few, they coexist? They can coexist, but I beg the manufacturer not to supply them with the bullets to end up putting us out of business, which seems to be the direction of what's happening. So again, if we, if we look at you know, what the cigar industry was, where it is today, and where it will be in the future. It's not going to be good. So not only are you, are you fighting government, but you're, oh. also, you're fighting this as well. Internally, which, which happens. And I want to coexist. I think they're important. There's a guy in the middle of nowhere that has no cigar store near him. Yeah. The closest one is 200 miles away, and he wants to try that cigar. He should be able to. There's not a problem. It should go. But to actually pull him out of the seat in the store or while the guy sitting in the store smoking that cigar enjoying the cigar that he's having in there, he at that point takes out his cell phone and buys the box online while he's standing in the store because he's saving a few bucks, is the erosion of the brick-and-mortar store. And before you know it, there's going to be, like, there's no video stores. There's going to be no cigar stores. I, it, it's so, so important, and I think everybody needs to open their eyes and realize that because if you look at it five years from now, if this continues, you'd say, okay, what can we do to stop this? You have to stop this or turn it around to a certain degree now. I mean, I'm going to chime in just a little yeah. bit because that question for us was a unique one uh, because the way it was answered with that question, I was going to say something about it, but I'm not there to, you know, to stir up the pot. I want to stir it, it up, though. N- I mean, my actual figure of brick-and-mortar sales is 95%. Well, you guys are a unique, new co- unique so company. So we're one of the probably two, three, four, possibly, that were sitting there yeah. that could say that actual number. Um, so it, it's unique because I see in our growth every week more brick-and-mortar retailers that we didn't necessarily know about or this retailer who wasn't interested in the past is now becoming more and more interested. Yeah. And we were talking about launching products in stores and building a brand that way, and then it goes over to that discount side after. As a manufacturer, in the way that we've operated with it and truly doing, I enforce this personally yeah. as part of my job, I'm seeing growth of a brand that's been around for 20 years that's incredibly significant at brick-and-mortar level right now. Yes. Where some people are saying, you know, they say that their brick-and-mortar sales are up, but they're not. Yeah, yeah, Their yeah. brick-and-mortar sales are up. Their sales are up this year because there was a great deal that got sent out to, to go there, and it yeah, showed yeah, up yeah. on the front of this magazine, and, and that's why it was there. Yes. So that, Those were the lies that were said. Yeah. So and I called them out. Yeah. And they did. I go, that's a lie. But the brick-and-mortar sales growth is there. However, once you get in bed with a situation like that, the only way to grow is to by doing that, you yes. know, is to continuously yeah. do that. So you, you stay, you maintain your lifestyle, you maintain your sales growth. Yeah, yeah. However, it can be done the other way. Yeah. But it's when, a lot more work. When it works that way, you're going to separate the separate the real, uh, you know, the real deal away from the real yeah. deal, and it puts it on an even playing field. So you know, I compete on an even playing field in a brick and mortar shop, and we see growth with that. Yep. Without doing it the other way. And I'll tell the, and I know retailers listen to the show, and I'll say to retailers, you have to understand that that. Uh, La Fleur Dominicana company, and I'm, I'll, I'll say this with you here, and I would say it if you weren't here, that they are a friend of the retailers. They are protecting us and keeping us afloat, and we have to look for more and more brands like that because that is our only hope of salvation, to, to get behind them. And if they see that we don't get behind them and their sales drop off, they will be forced now to do that, to make that move. So you, you have some good companies out there that are behind the brick-and-mortar store. Like to take just for another example, like a Padron brand, you have to get behind them, and they continue to grow too. So there, is, there can be growth there. I say it's a lot more work, but 
Yeah, you win it for the long haul, or you yeah. win it for the easy dollar. Significantly more work. It's yeah, not. It's not easy to enforce that. It's not easy to continuously do that. It takes a lot of time away to focus on that. But that's a commitment that you make, and you know, a decision that you make to, to support the business that way. Sure. Uh, so uh, another thing is we talked about FDA compliance, and I don't want to get into this whole thing, but we, as you say, we're, we're at a, a big disadvantage. Yeah as uh, retailers in the tobacco business that we have government officials trying to put us out of business. An interesting thing, what do you feel your customers are most concerned with when buying a cigar? Is it brand name or image, strength and taste, price, or country of origin? They believe that it's the brand name or image. And when a retailer buys a cigar, (laughs) one of the questions was, uh, do you buy based on taste and quality of cigar? And it came in last place. Wow. last place of how how well a cigar tastes and the quality of the cigar because brand name is so relevant we have it a little different here at our retail establishment because we smoke cigars without the cigar bands on them as we do it because we can be tested with this brand on it too you know we can look at the brand name and assume it's got to be good because it's got brand x on it uh, you take the brand off, and now you can truly do that. So that's the energy that we do in advance of it uh, so that we don't get caught up in that. The consumers get caught up in, in uh, labels, yes, and not just labels in cigars, labels in, in clothing and labels in food and labels in everything. So uh, very interesting. I mean, we could go on hours and hours on this like I like did on stage there, but um, – Asking questions to the retailers, asking questions to the manufacturer, trying to get a pulse on what's happening in our industry so that we can go forward the rest of the year, the rest of the years ahead, and try to make our uh, industry better. So uh, with that, I'm going to take it over to uh, Chuck Morrison. While we're enjoying life till its fullest, it's important to be a gentleman. How to be more debonair-like is Mr. Chuck Morrison. You need a gentleman? Gentleman. Gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Gentlemen, today, in the interest of time, I want to keep this kind of brief, but I wanted to open this up for discussion. Being a gentleman knows his limits. I was in an environment this past week with my wife for a social-slash-work function. Alcohol was being served, and kind of the MC, the, the man behind this event drank way more than he should have. Ended up embarrassing himself. Were you at the TAA? (laughs) I was not not at the TAA. And and I've always conducted myself, listen, I'll party with the best of them. As I'm aging, I socialize and drink much less than I did back in my 20s, for example. But if you're in an environment, especially as a host, know your limits. Never overstep those boundaries of of even getting buzzed, in my opinion. Um, But I just figured I'd open this up for discussion. We're all gentlemen here. We're all successful. We've all been in those social environments, perhaps, that we've hosted ourselves or have been guests of where you may have seen someone go over that line, embarrass themselves. And listen, you you don't get a second chance with reputations. Oftentimes, you're making that first impression, that first first, uh, encounter, that first introduction. You can't take that back. So I just figured I'd ask you guys. I mean, I know we're all pretty responsible here. On the Cigar Authority as gentlemen, but uh, 
again, when you're in that environment, have you ever seen someone that just has overstepped that line? Oh, <laughs> very badly, and uh, reputations are killed, especially at business. You know, you're talking about social, but social where it's all businessmen together. I mean, we, we go to uh, part of cigar smoking, even when we go to trade shows and stuff, is cocktail parties and yeah. open bars. I mean, this was basically a whole open bar session, and uh, people overdo it, and then they act not as they normally act, and it gets burned in your brain because you look at that person and you have a different feeling for them forever. Ever. After that point, and without saying some names, and we, we, we know some uh, people. Uh, I've personally been known to indulge uh, in situations like that. However, to bring it back to a debonair level, it's how you handle yourself in those situations. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, is it, is it like going out to a, you know, to a club and pretending like it's spring break? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I mean, you go out to the club and you, you act responsibly with it, continue to have a conversation, enjoy yourself a little bit. But you don't want to be the person who becomes the story of the situation. Right, yeah, That's right. the debonair thing to do. It's okay to indulge, but become bring it back yeah. to re- being responsible while you're enjoying and indulging. When you're starting to get a little too loud, you excuse yourself and you say, you know what? It's time for me to go. But, yeah. you know, w- when you got too much in you, maybe you can't see that and everybody else can. Yeah. And hopefully you got a buddy next to you and says, okay, time to wrap it up. Right. And my whole philosophy is there. You're there for work. It's a business thing. You know. Treat it as such. It's okay to, you know, indulge a little bit. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, a little bit is keep it debonair. Keep moderation it Moderation is the key. Open bar is tough. Everybody wanted their money's worth, and some people got uh, more than their money's <laughs> worth. So we'll talk to them off the air. Stay talk classy, San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Jonathan, anything to add as a DJ? Uh, the worst part is when somebody gets so out of control that they come up and start molesting the DJ. Maybe they lick their face. Uh, there's some sort of inappropriate that. contact. Yeah, you're against that. Below the, the turntables. Yeah, it's not cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not cool. That's the Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question is always, gentlemen, are you debonair enough? I am. I am. All right. Uh, time is flying, isn't it? Uh, let's, uh, let's go to break. And when we get back, um, we're going to go to the social media segment. We've got the aging room, the asylum. We've got some mailbags to talk to you about. And we'll continue this discussion. So this and lots more. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And it's the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. All right, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details, I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, uh, a little person. No. She's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine cigars. Simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine. Stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan. 
a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do... I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. I'll sign up today. And we're back. we got Amanda Sante coming in next week straight from Hollywood. In the middle of a, a movie, stopping in to see us and having a little event with him. Also, Old Fod Freddy back today. The Asylum and uh, social media, lots more. With us is Mr. Jonathan Carney. He is the national sales manager for La Flor Dominicana. He's got the, uh, what do you got, the whole country, basically? Uh, I do the, the entire country, and I do a little bit of international travel uh, as of late. Uh, Tony and I have kind of been going on, uh, Lito's son, kind yeah, of been going Tony on Gomez. a little tour of introducing him as, as a face of, uh, of the company. So we've kind of been doing that together. Yeah, he is the future. And um, I'll tell you, I've been doing a lot of traveling myself. Uh, i got to give uh, hats off to you and every 
single broker, every single uh, cigar rep, every single uh, guy that has to travel around the country and around the world because it looks glamorous, but I got to tell you, it is tiring. It beats the heck out of you. How do you continue to get up in the morning and go to the next stop? I know everybody looks at you and says, you got a maid. You go around smoking cigars and hanging out. and What, what a great job. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is the first day I've been home for three weeks. You you're know, not, really home. I just want to let you know you're not home. You're in a cigar yeah. store. And, you know, you, yeah. and he continues to, to this, on a radio show promoting your brand. And you consider this off. Mm-hmm. You're always on. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's 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 truly a you know a lifestyle and an image that you that you keep yeah, up. Yeah. And I mean that's how you have to remind yourself when you wake up. Everywhere you go, people are going to look at it as glamorous, and they don't see you don't see the backside of it. And you can yeah. never tell the backside of yeah. it because then you look like sour grapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, that's the magic of it to make make it look all that you know the. Um, Tom Sawyer painting the fence. And yeah. This is great, painting the fence and trying to get the, everybody else to end up painting the fence for him and stuff. And you look at it, everybody thinks it's great. There's a lot of people that got in the business and they were one year and done. You know, they're off. Uh, you guys went through lots of different uh, reps over the years. All the companies have. It's not all that glamorous. It's a lot of hard work and you deserve every penny and more of what you get. Now, I'll say that about all the reps that are out there, including all the manufacturers. You look at high success of uh, a lot of manufacturers that, that were there in Mexico with us, and they are hardworking, um, family-owned companies uh, for the most part. Very, very hardworking, and they got there from lots of road. Hitting the road hard, and I'll tell you, it's not easy nowadays. Um, you know, connect the flights and yeah. all-day traveling to get there. I traveled from, uh, I got up in the morning at 3.30 in the morning. I got to Boston. I took the flight to L.A. I get to L.A., I connect the flight over there to Mexico. I get there, and I walk in, and the, and the, the um, cocktail hour is already going on. I go into the cocktail hour with my luggage and then uh, hang out and talk to people for a while, get my luggage back, and it's run down into, into the dinner that goes on to the cigar thing till midnight. Next thing you know, the alarm's ringing at 6 o'clock in the morning for a 7 o'clock breakfast wow. meeting. And it went on from With there. With cigars. Yeah. La Florida no. Manicana, actually. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Nice. Which you gave me the night before, the milder one. The, suave. The suave. And uh, went on from there. And before you know it, uh, and I, and I joked, joked, somewhat joked around on my post of uh, it was breakfast in Mexico, it was lunch in Texas coming back, it was dinner in Boston, then it was a midnight snack at home. Oh, my God, I was so happy to be home, and I say I can start taking it easy a little bit and uh, go to uh, go to work and relax a little bit, right? That's the way I looked at it. I can't wait to get back to New Hampshire to work <laughs> and right. relax. Okay, we're going to look at social media. It's time to go to social media segment. Brought to you, our friends at Recluse Cigars, the cigars that were built on social media. All Recluse Cigars go through an eight-fermentation cycle over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. Try a Recluse Cigar today. So these are the best tweets I I saw all week. Have you ever noticed that Santa brings the best gifts to the kids that have rich parents? Uh Uh-huh. What's up with that? I don't know. I I can have any girl I want. I'm super good at kidnapping. That's how you get the good-looking girls. (laughs) A woman's mind is cleaner than a man's. She changes it more often. Ah. Ah, little sideboard. Like a diaper. Best tweet I saw all week. Neighbors are the most dangerous type of strangers because they know where you live. Those Ah. are the best tweets I saw all week. And 
Today's social media brought to you by Recluse Cigars, Rolled and Two Bar, the old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw every, every time. time. Every time, every time. So uh, that being said, let's look in the, to the aging room. Let's see if old Tough Fod Freddy is there and what he has to say. And we apologize in advance to each and every one of you because old Fod Freddy has been on a tear. He has been on a tear. He's been on a tear, and uh, the folks at Aging Room don't seem to mind it. They love it. So we still have a uh, advertisement. Number one cigar of the year in the United States that you can get. That's right. Old Fart Freddy having his second. It's time to step into the (laughs) Aging Room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better. Earmuffs. Just like Aging Room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, people choose their trucks based on how loud the stereo goes or how large the wheels are. Are you kidding me? In my day, we only cared about two things, how much horsepower and how big is the load area. Nowadays, people are afraid to get their trucks dirty. My neighbor would rather rent the truck to pick up a load of soil than use his perfectly healthy F-350 or whatever the hell it is. What a loser. In my day, we threw everything under the sun in our load area, from mud to rusty trombones. Nothing was off limits in the load area. Nowadays, people are all about little dogs or very large rats. What's the difference? In my day, our dogs were so big, when our horses grew tired, we could ride our dogs in style right into town. We were doggy-style, dirty truck-riding men that filled the load area completely with our rusty trombones. Sometimes, (laughs) aging makes a great cigar (laughs) even better. Just like aging rum cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try aging rum cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged. Some are not. Did you see that bitch? I'd like to write her in doggy style. <laughs> are you are you trying to lose aging room as an advertiser? They love it. You know, we, ha- we have tried a few times and they hang on and they... they- they laugh out loud. It's very, very I want to just give a quick shout-out to Stephen Gibbs, who wins the Lotus L1000 nice. Black Matte Lighter. $70 value. Stephen, congratulations. We're going to send that out to you uh, probably Tuesday. I believe he, I follow he, him he, on he Twitter. He asked to respond to you? Or he responded already. He did already. We're rocking and rolling, nice. baby. Beautiful, because he texts the word cigars to 96 960-0-0-0. Text the word cigars to 96,000. Then you're in. You don't have to do it twice. If you're already in, you're in. Right. Even if you did it with the old number, you're in. But if you haven't done it, you can't win. That's all it takes. And we send you every once in a while a reminder that the show is about to start. That's all. There's yeah, no, you there's get no a text thing. a week. Yeah, so yeah. it's no big deal. And uh, Unless we're doing a, a special taping, in which case you get a, a special alert to okay. find out. Okay, it's time to take a peek into the asylum and see what's uh, going on for crazy news from the insane asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news and stories, too insane to be true, but they are. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners, truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80, that's right, that's Asylum. Caprock is a charter school in this great state of Colorado. 
one of the first in the union to legalize marijuana during the U.S.'s war on drugs. One of its students, a young lady named Cameron, had her head shaved over the weekend to show support for her friend Delaney, a girl diagnosed in 2010 with a rare form of childhood cancer. Cameron was then told she could not return to school until her hair grew back due to a violation of the school's dress code. But don't worry, Cameron. I'm sure the school will let your friend bring in her pot brownies. That's insane. That's ridiculous. Asylum. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the insane 6x80. That's insane. That's Asylum. They're coming to take me away. True story? Completely true. It's nuts. world's going crazy. Absolutely. Something new every day. Yeah. Who are making these decisions? You've got to be kidding me. And so after after it gets out on social media and the parents blast the school publicly, the school decided, you know what, let's have a meeting about this to see where we really stand on whether or not this young lady can come back to school. Good. Because her friend is bald, and so she shaved her head to support her friend. The friend can still go to school. See, that's where the whole entire school or that class should have all shaved their heads. Absolutely. I would have done it. Immediately. Everybody should have done it. Everybody. Well, you and I already are rocking it, but <laughs> they wouldn't let us in there anyway. <laughs> they but wouldn't. Isn't it so cool that bald heads were in, became in? Well, they weren't in when I started shaving. I don't know about you. It was sort of a goofy thing, and then uh, it's just what I do now. I'm waiting and praying for the day that fat is in. <laughs> fat guys are in. Short, fat, older gentlemen are With in. With salt and pepper hair? Yeah. Yeah, I can have hair, but... Uh, just hoping for the day that that ends up happening. Mr. John Connie went golfing while he was in Mexico, and before he went, I said, your head, "Your head is awful white. If I were you, I would put a lot of sunblock on there." And he says, "Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that." And then I saw him that night, and he did not follow. Uh, my sunblock is bad for you. Yeah, well, let me sunblock tell you, his bad. head was beaming, beaming. There's nothing it wrong with a sunburn every now and then. It's good for you. You get the extra vitamin D. You get a little color on the top of your your white head. It, it's it's taken it a lot of every ma- year. it's taken a lot of maintenance over the last few days to be presentable when I when I returned. Yeah, you get a loofah out and uh, buff that bad boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I thought that thing was going to peel off, and I'm like, oh my god. That the best part about being a head shaver is there's no peeling. Really, you shave, shave the off. peel off. That, you shave the peel off. Yeah, because you're shaving anyway, so it comes right off. So Boom. the best thing to do was shave my head immediately after oh, and then really? shave it again the next I day. I heard some guy say to you, don't do it. And I think it was you. I think it was you oh, as well. Really? Okay, that was me too. <laughs> and I listened. Right answer. Okay. <laughs> and I listened so you to listened to nothing I said. So that's the way to go. You either listen to all of it or nothing because one of them's going to crisscross. <laughs> that was you too. Two wrongs make a yeah, right, right, apparently. <laughs> oh, my um. God. So, uh, geez, I thought we weren't going to have uh, material for the show, but we have plenty. Uh, looking forward to next week, uh, Victor Vitale from Legacy Brands is uh, coming up. He's bringing uh, Amand DeSante from Hollywood with him. And uh, Amand is in many, many movies, including Hoffa, American Gangster, Gaudy, Judge Dredd, Bombo Kings. Uh, he worked with the greatest actors in the world. Uh, he's a great actor himself. Uh, the guy has more movies than I ever saw. If you go on that, I am... IMDb. IMDb. Oh, my God. It's hard to believe uh, this guy, this is all he does is work, it seems. Uh, well, he likes the guy so much, he created his own brand. 
and he's going to come with that brand, and we're going to have him on the show. Looking forward to it. I don't know what we're going to ask him. We're not really interview guys and stuff, but we'll do the best we can. Hope this, he's a talker. This guy's probably been interviewed by the best in the world, and this is going to be his work. Well, you could ask him cigar questions too, like what's the best cigar you ever had? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. first cigar. Where was it? Who was it with? Yeah, questions that nobody's ever asked him. I guess I'm not going to ask him the regular stuff. No. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, you guys must be using a different strain of Lajero in this than you normally use because the one you normally use is the greatest laxative that isn't on the market. <laughs> oh, and I'm more than halfway through this thing, and uh, I got no urge. There, there may be some uh, that unique tobacco we have may be significantly different. Yeah. Hmm. I like this cigar. Yeah. It's too strong. It's too thick. I don't want to take that away. I don't want to make believe like I don't think it's too strong and too thick. But it has a good taste to it. It does. It tastes good. Uh, I would like to taste this in a smaller format. I think yeah. you got something. I, I would anticipate uh, seeing similar flavor profiles that you're, you're experiencing here. I mean, this is the second time I've smoked it. Um, I, would, I would suspect in the future you'll start to see that. It's, it's been special to have Tony involved in the factory and production yeah, and, yeah. and the idea side of it mm. um, because we were sitting there talking at the uh, at the TAA and he was telling me some of his ideas that he has for products that we're going to be coming out with um, and it's really unique because we're able to make a lot of different things that other manufacturers can't just because of the way we operate um, and we can do it quickly um, you know as we said yeah. there weren't a lot of samples at the trade at the uh, TAA convention because yeah. it takes time you got to talk to a supplier to get a sample of this we're the supplier I need 60 cigars that taste like this, and I need them by Friday. Make them. Um, and then there they are. They show up. And we can do things quick like that. So we can adapt in the, in the marketplace a lot quicker. And with his uh, new ideas he has, I mean, some of them are fantastic. Like our Chapter 1 line that came out that's going to be in extensions with that. And it's, it's incredibly unique. So there's a lot, of, a lot of special stuff on the road. Um, and then the flavor profiles you're getting here, we're experimenting with some different tobaccos. Obviously, majority of it's ours. Uh, that we grow ourselves, but um, there, there will be a lot of special things coming. There will be some things changing in the marketplace because of what we're doing, I mm. think. Um, how did you get the cigars in? Did you walk the cigars in? We walked them in. Yeah, we, we shipped our samples Okay. Uh, that we had for, like, the breakfast and whatnot, yeah, yeah. and then Tony brought these straight from uh, the Dominican Republic. So, we, I mean, we transferred them into the United States Yeah. Um, in terms of the business side of it, and then we carried them through because we were allowed to bring a certain amount. Uh, they pulled me aside like they do everywhere I go. Hey, cigar guy, come in there. And uh, you have any cigars with you? And I had a little bit because I don't know if... Um, What's a little bit, though? 30, uh, 40. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's... <laughs> but because I don't know if... I don't assume people are going to give me cigars when I'm there. Sure. So I have cigars with me, and I have cigars for other people in case I'm standing with somebody and they don't have a cigar. Definitely. Right? I'm trying to be do the right thing. But they pull me aside. The guy with the towel, go ahead, go right around his head, just go through. Uh, and then they... Uh, started to interrogate me and do you have tobacco products on you and i said no i don't i lied and they said you sure you don't have any cigars on you and i said no i don't you have the little red button did you have to press the red button press the red button green go yep i don't know what that's all about but they didn't ask me if i had a gun on me any ammunition they didn't ha- ask me if I had any drugs, heroin. you have any heroin or AK-47 on you? Didn't ask. Yeah, I got those with me. But no, nope, <laughs> I don't have any cigars. And I have to press the button, and I got through. And um, other people just keep going. And that was going in. Going in. 
Well, it's because there's a tax on cigars that they can collect. They can't tax you on heroin. They just put you in jail. Yeah, yeah. So what, that takes time and money and effort to do that, and this, so it collects no revenue. It's just a cost. Yeah. You bring in cigars illegally, uh, they can collect money on it. So it's unique. We brought in 50, and we said, yeah, we had them. So what are you going for? Well, it's a tobacco convention. These are samples we're going to be using. How many people are at the convention? 200. Well, those aren't enough samples for everyone there. Exactly. So it's just a small amount. I was did shocked. They, did they get money from it? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, just because it was for use. We had invoices. But uh, I thought the, the unique part of traveling, the security back yeah. in, in through Mexico. When we were getting on the plane, it was as if it didn't exist. Right. Oh, you're going to the United States. Yeah, walk right through. Yeah, do whatever you want. I, nice. I didn't take off shoes, really? jacket, yeah. belt, nothing. I walked through. They didn't through. have the scanner. They had wow. the, the old-fashioned walk-through well, thing. The scanner went off with one person. The guy goes, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go. Uh, it was wild. Yeah, United States. Go ahead. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you guys. Wild. Yeah, but coming in, all they cared about was tobacco. Mm-hmm. All they cared about. Crazy. Yeah. So, and I think the problem would be like you guys said. Well, what if you want to get on a plane with a bomb and you're in Mexico? The place for us to do the show then would be Mexico if we're going to travel. Uh, Except I'm never going there. But. <laughs> You know, while I'm there, I'm thinking, wouldn't it be great to record a show from here, from the TAA or something? And next year is going to be Dominican Republic and all that stuff. But there is no place like home. There's nothing like America. And I don't want to go. We should try it, though, because Mr. Jonathan will be there. Yes. True. So So we could technically do the show. Yeah. The only reason I would go is if David said I had to go because that's my job. That's it. If he ever asked me, do you want to go? The answer is always going to be no. But Mr. Jonathan will already be down there. So he won't no be. Necessity for He'll be at home sleeping with his hot wife. And, and, and I mean you're going to be around the country. You can get known as Mr. Jonathan throughout the whole country. I really Keep begging him on, David. Keep begging him on. Hey. Just think, you can be in two places at once. You got a it website. Always promotes, it always promotes your website. And if you shave the the the, uh, the little goatee or something, they're never going to know the two years alike. I mean, I you look stand, like brothers. I could for stand in totally. the booth with without the uh, goatee on. Those that are watching on the on the video portion of this, look at them. They they besides he's in a little better shape. He's a little jacked up more than you. Uh, We're both Jonathan wearing Bobo. the same shirt. It's the brother I never had that just rejects me every and time. he's right. the brother I never wanted. There we go. So there we have it. Anytime you want to have a push-up contest, I'm in. All right. So anyway, it's the La Flor Dominicana TAA exclusive 2014 in a cigar store near you. Late April, early May is what they say. We'll see if they can pull that off. Next week, Amanda Sante joins us with his cigar, Oro Vivo. Looking forward to that. And lots more. We're going to have cigar news for you and all the regular stuff that we normally have. Uh, Victor Vitale from Legacy Bands will also join us with his Tortuga brand. So uh, for that, I'll take a moment to say thank you to everybody that listens. Tell your friends. Find us on Facebook and uh, all that uh, uh, social media. And uh, get the Cigar Authority out there for everybody. So for Chuck Morrison, Mr. Jonathan's, and myself, if you uh, thank you for listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And when you're smoking your LFD La Hero 707 TAA exclusive, keep the lid end out of your mouth. Get LaFleur. Two guys rock. Two guys rock. This is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. 
Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, Stogie. 